0: Hey, welcome back to the SBP podcast, mobile filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you're listening to episode 126. That's one. <laughs> so much fun in this conversation that's coming up in this episode. I can't just thinking about it. Um, listen, our guests in this um, in this episode are the art school dropouts company. Uh, the people who run this, and they are Stephanie Pham and Joey Min. Uh, They're shooting a web series with the iPhone, and it's all live action. I'm talking about swords and, you know, all kinds of great stuff. Um, And they use uh, great sound effects. Their audio is impeccable. Their video is fantastic. Yeah, it's actually doable. Also, I'd like to announce that the dates for next year's film festival they've been set uh since 2012 every year the very last weekend of april so april 28th 29th and 30th 2023 mark your calendars and that's the date start making your plans to come on down to san diego beautiful san diego and enjoy this wonderful celebration where we bring the global mobile filmmaking community together to celebrate, to support, and to learn from each other and inspire each other, and hopefully inspire more San Diegans to make movies with their phones. Joey and hey Stephanie, how are you guys doing? Hey, hey we're doing, doing pretty great.
1: good. Thanks for having us.
0: You're very welcome. How's the uh, the art school dropouts? <laughs> <laughs> we're always doing... working. Always Man. working. <laughs> always, <on>. filming. <laughs> always filming. Always <laughs> filming. I am so happy to share with our audience that you guys are here today. Um, what I what I want to discuss with you is something that you surprised me with. Uh, we met on Twitter. I should let let our listeners know that. But we met on Twitter because these guys made a movie. Uh, not a movie, but I mean, you've made movies. But they've made a web series. And I think you introduced us to episode one. Hey, guys, you can film this with an iPhone. And I was very <laughs> impressed. And we're going to share that link with everyone so that they see it. Um but first, before we talk about that, because it, it really is an impressive uh, piece of work, and I'm talking video, audio, the, the, the colors, the quality of the film, everything. So let's get right down to it, and let's introduce Joey and Stephanie to you. Let's start with, uh, actually, let's start with Stephanie. Stephanie, say hello and a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Hey, guys. So my name is Stephanie. I um, actually originally was a model. I'm an actress. But in terms of the art school dropouts front, I handle a lot of the business end of things. Um, and uh, I guess a lot of like the production stuff in terms of organizing and scheduling. Um, but yeah, Joy is actually the, I guess, founder of art school dropouts. Nice. But Yeah. So if you guys don't know who we are, I guess I should also introduce like Art School Dropouts. So we are filmmakers on YouTube and we specialize in martial arts action comedy. And uh, yeah, we make content pretty much all the time. Every day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A lot. Yeah, yeah. Joey, it's your turn. Share, share.
2: Hi, I'm uh, Joey Min. I am the creative head, I guess, since Steph said that of uh, Art School Dropouts. We're technically like a two-man team of indie filmmakers on YouTube. And I think that's like a very terrible idea, but (laughs) we've been doing it for years and we managed to stay afloat. But yeah, like doing martial arts action, um, like action comedy films. uh, Yeah, so I'm basically doing just all of the writing, all of the creating, all of the editing and whatnot. But Steph definitely also helps out during production. You know, it's not like she might be the business head, but we, we know how to run our sets. And so, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, we don't really have a, a lot of credit roles happening in our films, but if we did, it would be like, joy, 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 stuff, stuff,
2: stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I, I think it's just like, we just put it like, oh, art school dropouts. I think it's kind of a given. Just
0: easier. <laughs> Yeah. That, that is a pretty cool name. Uh, how did you come up with that name?
2: oh um so long time ago uh it art school dropouts actually started with a uh, just as a blog with a couple of my artist friends one was a painter and one was just like a a general arts type of illustration guy and we were we wanted to share our our art i guess back then and since one of the biggest uh blogs back then i used to read was um, film school rejects. We thought like, oh we should have a very hipster name too. Mm-hmm. So art school dropouts became a thing and uh, yeah. that was the name and it just stuck with like the like my original group, so we just started calling it the the blog art school dropouts and I made I made a WordPress and we just, yeah, that's where it <laughs> happened.
1: Oh, none of us even went to art school actually. Well,
0: I mean, you dropped out before you went, right? Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the arts, state <theme>, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you do you do other arts or, or is it just all mainly film?
1: Uh,
2: I, I don't want to share.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I, um, do, I mean, I used there's to. martial arts. Right. Ah,
2: that's one, ah. definitely.
0: There you go. That's pretty ah. good. But that's also, to me, I think martial arts is a little bit of a science
2: yeah, it's it's, it's it's everything, right? There's arts, there's, um, you know, fitness in there and combat and other aspects, but yeah. But but mostly everything kind of, like, goes back into filmmaking. I think every art that I tried to do, like, I, mm-hmm. I tried to do music and, I, I was the, um, all of that before, but then, you know, just a little part of my life, but, like, you know, that just got into filmmaking, all of the ideas and, you know, kind of funneled in there
0: how what did attract you to to the film
2: to the or film industry first?
0: or the oh. yeah for for both of, well mainly for you because you founded this uh Joey oh. yeah
1: Joey
2: i, I think <laughs> ultimately i think it, it's really i think the idea before like maybe now it's not that big of a deal to uh, i guess the younger generation of of Film goers or whatnot, but you know, I grew up in the era of Golden Harvest and Hong Kong action films, and I think being able to watch martial arts action, specifically martial arts action, but how they tell the story with nonverbal dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, with you know, through fight scenes and, and um, action scenes, I fell in love with, with that, like all of that, and uh, grew up doing martial arts, so I think it was kind of like a a natural transition to when digital filmmaking was becoming more available or like, you know, around 2000 and I had my uh, Panasonic palm quarter and my, my Firewire or whatever. And I would just film my friends and I during high school. And I think just the idea of being rep- like replicating what Jackie Chan did. That's so right. Cool. It's a, you know, and, or, or like Buster Keaton, right. Or like that type of, of humor and comedy shown through action, where it's like where martial arts and fighting isn't inherently violent or bloody, right? Like right. there was some sort of like wholesomeness to that action, that that physical acting, and I think uh, you know that's kind of lost now. But I I, it's I loved it.
0: True, because you know what yeah. I mean. Like it's like when when you're watching your your you know episode one, right? For one, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and you're hearing. Um, and, and you bring up a good point that you don't need to show the teeth flying, <laughs> the yeah. spit flying with blood. You know, you don't need to show all that because the sound right. is so potent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the reaction, you know what I, oops.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's <laughs> really the the, Im- <laughs> <laughs> the imagery of it all, right? I, I think we've seen, or or for the people that have seen, uh, like I said, I think I was, like, talking to you before the podcast about, like, the, the vaudevillian mm-hmm. era of, of, of swashbuckling of, of Hollywood, right, with, you know, the sword fighting and whatnot. Like, and, of course, sword fighting, obviously. Someone's going to die on the scene, you know, if there's, like, sword fighting. But even with Zorro, right, like, how he did it, it's, like, it could, like, you could, I guess, effectively pacify an opponent by, you know, not stabbing him through the heart, but it could be, like, you you know, would use your sword and you slash him across the butt or something. And it's funny and you could have that reaction, yeah. but you effectively know that that character isn't able to continue the fight anymore. And that's one way to stop the fight without like, yeah, sure, violence, but there's humor in there that isn't like, oh, I took his life kind of, you know, Yeah. you know, there is no um, cognitive dissonance, I guess, to the the, the humor and, and the actual action that's happening on screen.
0: There's something, yeah, there's something about that that we kind of need again because a lot of the live action movies have become a little too realistic as far as, even though it's all special effects, the special mm. effects are trying to insinuate what really does happen in through the imagination, though. Like, I just imagined that I would hit somebody so hard in the chest, my arm and my whole hand would go right through it, you know, which is, you know, nobody does <laughs> that. But then they're going to show all the gore and all the little details of that. You know, and I think that the simplicity, right? And and these movies Mm -hmm. that you're talking about, those are fun for kids. They're not not violent in that sense, like a lot of the movies today. You know what I'm saying? Mm
2: -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So. I think the spectacle or the idea of the spectacle have, have changed throughout the years. I think now, I think there's more emphasis on... I don't even know how to explain it, like I like, guess when
1: Yeah, like people want um I feel like back when I was growing up, everyone wanted to learn more traditional martial arts because they were influenced by like the films that we watched growing up. Mm-hmm. Now it's a heavy emphasis on MMA because it's just marketed very violently, I guess. Yeah. So I feel like in turn all of the films that are I guess more mainstream now, it's just all about the violence and the war and if anything, people come to us and they're like, it doesn't look real. And it's like, cause it's, see, that's to the make thing. Fun.
0: That's <laughs> the thing I think right there that, and it's also due to the fact that we can, we can be complete critics on social media when we, we weren't able to do that back then. So we weren't, yeah. we weren't going, Hey, 2 million people. <laughs> that was really <laughs> stupid and fake and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and I think that has a lot to do with it, with people going, well, we don't want people to say that. So let's make it as real as possible. Bring in the splitting bones and blood.
1: Yeah. And it's like kind of a, a shock factor, too, because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would assume and I would hope that most people have never seen that in their lives. God. So they kind of like live through it with films.
2: But at the same time, though, like that's the same thing. If we were to say with with Jackie Chan, like if you like, I think you know, I would see a couple of YouTube videos of like kids watching Jackie Chan for the first time. They're like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" But like, why would he have to do all of that? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, well, that's the that's a theatrics, right? Like, yeah. it's it's okay. I guess it makes sense for kids because you know, if they grow up watching Marvel, like, right. oh, um, cap, uh, you know, Captain America would do Jackie Chan stuff, but without the the charisma and, mm-hmm. and like the style because he's a superhero. But then why would Jackie Chan do it? He's just a normal dude. He's not a superhero, right? So it's kind yeah. of like it's also uh I guess the media has influenced kids too. Like nowadays. I'm not saying that's like the primary thing, but you know, it, it's just like
0: Well, the media has always influenced even us when we were growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: of course. Of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Media is 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 hugely. I mean, the target audience for just about any entity, organization, anything. I mean, it's the future is is the children. And one of the things, you know, that I studied in this whole thing in college was the marketing part of it, where when you write a treatment for a film now, it includes the, you know, the toys. It includes how you're going to profit from it, and you haven't even oh, gotten yeah. to the, to the shot list, the script or the screenplay, nothing yet. It's just here's an idea, right. and here's how we're going to make money on it.
2: Because like the studios, I guess it's, I mean, it's a, it's a business now, I mean, right? Gotta, like
1: yeah, of movies.
2: Course. Yeah. So I, I think that's why I, I think having I kind of respect all of these other filmmakers that are really trying to do something different. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't want to just, like, I feel like that's a generic thing to say. Everybody says that. Right. But like actually to do something that isn't, you know, maybe it's like more important to them, like the story Mm -hmm. where they know it's not going to reach like a global success because like, you know, maybe their story is very niche, but to them it's important. I kind of like respect those people knowing that they'll put their blood, sweat and tears and effort to make their, their film or their short film when, it really has like just a very niche market, right? But for them to like still put their heart into it, I think that's really awesome, you know?
0: You know, I kind of compare this a little bit to baking a cake. Mm. <laughs> my, some, my sweet tooth is coming out. Uh, <laughs> so basically you, you, you really, you work very mm. hard at making this cake or say a gourmet cook, you know? They work very hard at making this. They put it on a plate, they give it to somebody, they eat it and it's gone. It's done. There's nothing except for somebody who walks away and says, yeah, that was pretty good. Have a nice life. That's it. Now, with a film, right, once you have that done, I mean, this is where I think a lot of the satisfaction is. It's forever there. You can go back and watch it. People, you are alive in that movie. When people watch the movie, you're not dead. This is after, you know. Obviously, I'm talking about like after death or something. It's like a little bit of a legacy.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I, that's probably one of the, also the reasons why I was very much pulled into, you know, making films. It's like ultimately when I first started this, it was me, uh, my friends and I just making films. Right. And it, it's kind of funny. I was like looking back at like all the old stuff that I used to do when uh We would film documentaries, which is basically just vlogs now to, you know, to the, you know, mainstream. But, you know, before before all of that, we were already doing it, you know, and it's uh, it's kind of funny. Like, I will always have those memories of my friends and I, you know, that's what feels good.
0: It does. It does feel good. And I always call filmmaking, you know, as a way to um, I mean, you have a family of people that you over the years that you trust and you work with. And sometimes, I mean, I used to say that too. It's like, Hey everybody, <laughs> when are we going to make a movie so we can, you know, meet up and have some fun together?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: you know, because it's, it, you know, I was a weekender, a filmmaker, but not my films, but we were working on films to help, uh, university students with a bunch of professionals. Right. It was part of a group that, that we were involved in, and basically, um, you know, every weekend there was a new project, you know, and we would spend all weekend working on it, and we'd never see that again. Like, we'd, there are a lot of times the film would never because these are, you know, this is supposed to be the the final film they made for you know for their you know bachelor's degree in, in film or something, and we'd never see it sometimes. You know, it wouldn't go beyond yeah. showing it in the classroom, getting a grade and bye bye. You know, but right. but the experience was awesome.
2: Right. And I think it's because, well, I don't know. I, I think that's what the thing that we learned through YouTube, like, <laughs> like I said, being independent filmmakers on YouTube, I think it's silly, but it did teach us the the value of seeing a film through no matter how bad it is, no matter how you know ugly it gets. You know, you, you finish it, you put it out there and there's a there's a visible uh, stepping stone where you guys, you know, landed on and gratification maybe, maybe,
0: is pretty instant yeah. there, you know, because yeah. of that you uploaded. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, OK, so many people have watched it already. You know, right? Um, that's that is that is true. That's an interesting point that you just you just brought up.
2: Right. And it. You know, and I think for a lot of filmmakers that I've also met, sometimes, you know, putting your film out there to be actually critiqued mm-hmm. by people outside your your class or your circle. It's um, it's daunting, I think, you oh, know, yeah. for some it's people, scary.
0: it's like you're it's a like, masochist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I mean, filmmaking is addicting, but it's also yeah. like it's it's scary because now everyone's critiquing your work and it's just how are you going to kind of take that critique? Cause not everybody likes our content but we're fortunate enough to have an audience that actually enjoys it and honestly it's those like those like messages that we would get or comments that we would get that kind of help us keep doing what we're doing because it's just like huh okay so like this person smiled and it made their day because they watched our video
0: that's awesome
1: it's worth it yeah I know right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think,
2: Power of films.
0: Right? yeah, it, it's one of the things that I think has come out of the pandemic, um, quite honestly, is people do appreciate, you know, the content creators a little more than they used to. They're
1: being yeah, angry. I can kind of see that, actually. Um, I mean, when you're kind of stuck in quarantine and there's nothing else to do but look at, you know,
2: yeah, films. Right.
1: Creations by other people yeah
2: it's like the fastest, I mean, yeah, definitely there's a lot of content out there. Yeah, I, although I do want to say there to me there's like a difference i I, I do have this content
0: creative uh, I, versus filmmaker thing.
2: Well, the idea the word content mm-hmm. and art, yeah, and I know I purposefully for certain things, I would like you know make sure I say the right word because like yeah, we, we make content, but there are times where I'm making I'm trying to make art. Right. And I get it like, you know, because I feel like the word content just takes out it, all of the. It does. It
0: makes it seem like everything is just some marketable thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: It's just a, it's just a product. Yeah. And, you know, granted, that's like, you know, when I talk to other people and they're like talking about, um, you know, YouTube, it, it's also kind of not the same because like a couple of our friends who are YouTubers, they're, they're content creators. Like their content is based off other people's creations, right? They like talk about it or they show it or like, you know what I mean? Like yep. it's, it's like the age of TikTok, where it's like you, your <laughs> videos are based off of somebody else's dance, or somebody else's music, or somebody else's joke, or something. I know. mean, you're
0: filling in a template on TikTok.
2: Yeah, you're just right. creating.
0: They they give you this template, and you're creating the content within that template, basically, right? Right. As far so, it, but yeah. but I know so I know thing. exactly what you mean. Actually, right. I just I think that one of the things, and this is not to say. <laughs> I totally agree with you though. Because I think I think a lot of filmmakers are like, dude, I am not a content creator. I am a yeah, filmmaker. That. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> well, yeah, here, not, here's not here's not the seeing... thing though. But there are a lot of content creators who can now make films. I'm I'm trying to attract everyone to make a film because i think that's the yeah. ultimate storytelling machine the filmmaking the, the the final product once you just kick back you can you don't have to move you don't have to do anything you can lay on the couch eating potato chips or whatever and you're just sitting there and you are now into this other world created mm. by somebody else
2: right and, and, and that's not to say though, like you know, what I mean by like content creators, because there there are people mm-hmm. that you know focus their entire thing with like say vlogs, mm-hmm. but they're different from the rest because they actually it is a story, right? They tell a great story, right. and and you know it's like a it's a different set. I, I guess then again vlogs are you know documentaries from like if you really think about it, but there's some people just really elevated that um, that you know that the genre of filmmaking. And so I, I get it too. There, there is a, a fine line where I think it's, you know, content and, you know, yep. art, I guess.
0: Yeah. I guess it's kind of like saying these are, it's like a sub thing. You know what I mean? Right. Or cause I think smartphone filmmaking for the most part mm. is a parallel to the mainstream industry. Mm. And I think it's just getting closer and closer. We're, Ultimately, it will be a a part of it. It's just, you know, just like, oh, I'm the red guy. I film with red camera. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, oh, well, I'm the smartphone one because I film with my... It's like in the... It's just going to become... Because, I mean, we see the, the differences, right, if we're looking for them. But it depends on each individual film that shot with a smartphone because some people are better and some people are not. And then different things, you know what I'm saying with the limitations um, of these smartphone cameras. But I think for the most part, most people don't care and don't notice things like that. If you're watching like, you know, like a regular drama or something like that, uh, you could get away with shooting that with a smartphone and, People just get enthralled into that story. What do you think, Stephanie?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's kind of like an elitist thing. <laughs> Cause um <laughs> so I I mean, I feel like a lot of filmmakers are probably in these groups as well. But on Facebook there's a lot of like filmmaking groups, like independent filmmakers and whatnot. And it's always disheartening to see, I guess, like filmmakers posting up I guess films that are shot through like a phone and some filmmakers are just straight up rude like hey be a real filmmaker and get a real camera like that is so like so rude it's really you know what's
0: really harsh when a mobile filmmaker is taking telling another mobile filmmaker that they can't really make a good mobile film unless they do this and do that. And you got to do this and you do that. You know why I don't like that is because that's what video and filmmakers professionally normally do. They intimidate everybody that wants to do it because some of them just think like you can't be like me and I'm going to tell you if you want to be like me, what you got to do. And then once you get through knowing that, you're not going to want to do it.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's just... Yeah, I, 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 that's just I think
2: it's just that. I think, well, you know, I, I do understand that there is a standard of, you know, like, say, visual quality, right? Mm-hmm. And like I get all of that. And, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people, well, I guess, like, the filmmakers that just focus on the cinematography or the, the visual freshness of, of, of a shot... Kind of forget that it's the story, exactly. right? Like I, and people forget that that's what it is. And if you know you're just parroting a story, like I get it. Like you know, a lot of people, I think, when they start, they make fan films or whatnot, right? And it's um, because it's a lot easier to do that when you don't have to write a character, you don't have to build the world, and you don't have to like
0: a cover understand.
2: band. Yeah, like you're just making a cover. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You you make like a not like a a original story that's based off of the world and every and you don't have to um, tell who this person is because everybody knows who this person is because it's a fan film. Like, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the same thing. Like, you know, you can or you can I think it's a story, I guess. Like, you know, if you can if you can tell your story and people can just watch it regardless of how, the quality of, of your film. I mean, like Blair Witch did that, right? Isn't that the I mean,
0: like, that was like a we're going back you know? to that whole Blair Witch thing, which is freaking yeah. awesome. Uh, I mean,
2: because, like, it's, I guess, just how they all did it. And, like, it, it was just such a, a great concept. And it started the idea of the found footage, you know, film, like, the found footage genre of, of horror films, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that simple idea they had, like, literally and gave birth to right, yeah. the marketing,
1: right, Stephanie? The marketing? I mean, it set
0: standards <laughs> right there and then.
1: It's smart. And, like, I think... it's really hard for I guess people to just be original and get their work out there when we are bombarded with the constant same like TikToks and like mainstream content and it's just a it's a bit unfortunate because like I see a lot of like independent films and like this is amazing like this should be seen by everyone but it's you know there's just so much content out there and the algorithms and all of that is just so disheartening at times, but filmmaking is addicting. And I think it's just really important to be able to like tell your story and not be, I guess, uh, discouraged by like, Oh, the numbers or the likes or anything like
0: that. Yeah. There's too much intimidation already happening. You don't need to add to it by intimidating yourself. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And those are like false. (laughs) Yeah. False measurements of of your your quality right by you know if you base yourself off of numbers you know
1: yeah if you love your work then like the audience that you are really going for is yourself and there's nothing wrong with that I think that that should be first and foremost anyways
0: I think that's what happens you know there's uh <laughs> everything I could I do the only thing that ends me that that makes me say okay it's finished is a deadline <laughs> that's it other than that I mean I do graphics and things like that and I could just go and go on and go on forever because that whole process to me is uh, it's a lot of fun I mean you know I mean yeah, I think, I it, think it's like us, stroking it, when we were little <laughs> remember that time when you took the first like color sharpie or something and put it across a paper or a wall I'm not going to say that you did that and you're like whoa i made that mark
1: i'm gonna do it again right (laughs) yeah i think with us it's always like wanting to do something new and it's like uh we'll work on a project for like i don't know i think the most is maybe a few months and then it's like all right cool it's done and it's posted and it's up and that's it on to the next one or even while we're in the middle of like project we're already working on like two others
0: that's incredible though because that's that's exactly what it's about though because it's a challenge and so you're just going on from one challenge to the next but your challenges are creative and fun and at the same time you you're making some people pretty happy by entertaining them and that's kind of what the whole storytelling thing does Kind of pulls people out of their heads right
1: yeah it's just an escape and our mini web series the legend of no budget zorro um that whole thing it was actually a lot smaller (laughs) prior Hmm.
2: um yeah the idea was i mean because like (laughs) we definitely don't try to make well, I I have this thing where I don't want to do fan films or I just don't want to take somebody else's IP and like make it, but uh, I we have our stuntman friends that have been talking about, "Hey, we should do a Zorro thing for like years now." And I'm like, "You know what?" Then I just really studied the like like the golden era of of Hollywood, you know, sword fighting thing, and I really fell in love with it, and I did the research and I went out and I found like a um Uh, Historical European martial arts group, and I started learning how to fence and everything like that just so I could choreograph this (laughs) the fight scenes in our our thing, you know, and still mix it with like the Hong Kong style. So, yeah, it was supposed to be small, but I think, you know, it's just we just try to make it a little bit bigger, a little bit better, even though it's still the whole point is still make it no budget and phone, and it's just our backyard and a lot of costumes, a lot of props.
1: (laughs) I want to say, like. 90% of it was like through the phone and then like maybe 10% was through like a 360 just because there's only three of us and when all three of us are in the shot we don't have a camera person so we just have a c-stand with a 360 camera on it.
2: Yeah, (laughs) But like the the iPhone is really really good like the picture sometimes I look at him like that's that's crazy like this I feel like this is better than my DVX from like, you know, early 2000, oh, you know, like, God,
0: yes. Uh, they're, they're much right. better than just about any camera from, okay. you know, wow. 2000, I just don't, me. that was like a long time ago. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it,
2: I have it like, I have it like in its own house. It's like, I, that's like to remind <gasps> me where I was, where I started kind of, I mean, definitely didn't start there, but you know what I mean? Like,
0: no, I was a teenager walking around with a VHS camcorder uh which was it looked like something out of for a tv station (laughs) and i would go around filming my parent my parents um my mom is from spain uh and so my my parents were constantly having people over and playing flamenco and stuff and so it was just so easy you know for me it's like i had stuff performances and all kinds of stuff around me you know to play with but <laughs> so it's a VHS camera, for God's sake, and I still have it. Yeah,
2: I know. I kind of want to go back and actually do it justice and make a good-looking film <laughs> with, <laughs> with that old technology.
0: With the old tech, I think you could. I, I. So in two thousand fourteen, this, uh, this um, one of the winners of um, of the film festival in the shorts, um, they made a little film using uh, his girlfriend was making a little stuffed. Unique animals, you know, uh, characters, and they locked Mm -hmm. her in the closet and they cooked her breakfast, and it was all done like that. But the guy himself—it was all done through iPhones, Garage Band, sound effects, you know, all this stuff. And they won. It was adorable. (laughs) But the thing is, like, there's so many, there's so many things you can use, and so many people are so creative. This guy actually made a short film. With a Fisher
2: Fisher Price camera. That sounds what? awesome. Yeah, like wait, there was that sh- there was that film that was done using like the the car dash. The, yeah. Right. Or, or
0: it was, I think it was, it was like, like the, a spoof you know, of a thing, but yeah, yeah, it was. the
2: reverse cam or something. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was like the dash cam movie making or something like. I remember that. Yeah. Well, do you do you guys use um, what what tools? Have you used with the iPhone, gear, apps, things like that? Don't go into a lot of detail, but just to let our <laughs> listeners know.
1: It was just the phone. Awesome. Yay.
2: <laughs> it, it was just, well, with a gimbal. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah,
1: with a gimbal. Yeah. a Z
2: and Crane, but, like, I, it was, the phone wasn't heavy enough, so I had to, like, <laughs> like manipulate an add. Put like a sandbag to on top. From. Well, I I actually bought, like I went to like a five and below, you know, like it's just like a very cheap place. Like I just used a phone mount, put it on the gimbal and I added, like I went to Home Depot and put washer weights on it just to be heavy enough for the gimbal to bounce. And really, that's it, you know, and because we weren't really trying to, I wasn't going to set up lights. I was, you know, like stuff like that. Right. Right. Like I wasn't going, I wanted to actually show what an iPhone could do without, manipulating, you know, like light mm-hmm. or, or any of the sources to to make the, the visual different, right? So what people see is actually what the iPhone can film. I mean did I think use
0: reflectors a- for light or anything at least? Oh, <laughs> no. Like just very heck?
2: basic the idea. Like the I, when we were saying it, I was like, hey, let's just film this like we did in high school. You know, nice. like well how I felt in high school. Let's just film and just have fun. And I think that was one of the projects that we did recently that was very look memorable for me at least because it like the whole time we're just laughing, right? Oh, yeah. it, it didn't like it was like I don't know, maybe a total of, of five days in total, but the entire time we're just like, "That's funny" or "That's stupid." Oh, you know what we could do? And it's just you yeah. know, like
1: <laughs> we actually filmed it technically twice because um, we prevised the whole thing first huh? with an iPhone, just <laughs> <Right>. to see, <laughs> and then we're like, "All right, I guess we're doing this again," but real this time with right. full costumes full acting and everything
2: uh, <laughs> I, you know you know. okay there are some things that I still cannot not do anymore like I have to storyboard and I have to yeah. plan it out before we actually film it right so I don't want to uh, waste people's time right so so yeah so we did but have That
0: is part is- of the storytelling process though for a film because right. you could get really carried away and forget what you were really you know what I mean and then when you get into yeah. editing you're like this is not going to work now yeah, Th- that's, so that's the why problem. I, like, yeah, sometimes. So I'm glad that you storyboard it. Are you a good uh, artist too? Oh. No, so when we <laughs> we, previous... so when we storyboard, <laughs> yeah.
2: we have a lot of, because of all of the years and the uh, staff and everyone else in our group, uh, we have a lot of stuffed animals nice. and I can't draw. So we storyboard by just using the oh. stuffed animal.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. we like stand in and we use like our hands for like top, talking to, like people <laughs> or whatnot so it's because when there's really just like joy and myself mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to film scenes and like storyboard or like pre in that sense right. so we're like well we have to figure it out because it just saves us a lot of like time and headache on the actual shoot days
2: because, like, between her and I, we, you know, if we talked about the shot and we have an idea, like, she already can translate, like, if she's behind the camera, mm-hmm. she already could translate the shot that I'm going for. So she could, you know, even if she's, like, my DP, she'll, she gets my idea, right? Yeah. And But at the same thing, that's why we have this thing on, on actually, on our Patreon where if people like our Patrons can actually see like our films that we've done that's storyboarded, but it's done with all of the stuffed animals.
0: Oh like,
2: like we have a picture <laughs> film called um uh my Asian auntie or it's called Yes Auntie and it's like um it was picked up and you know it's an Amazon. Yeah, that's the one that like, I read like,
0: on. I read about. One. Oh
2: tell a, tell a little bit
0: I know that one's not <laughs> well, an iPhone film, but that's it's you. It's still you.
2: Yeah. The- it's yeah. it still us but they're like on our patreon they have access to watch the entire film, like the entire film in storyboard form but our storyboard isn't just like frames right we actually like you know obviously move the stuffed animals so they can watch the entire movie with the stuffed animals
1: but it's also in like joey's living room but we understand the shot so you could see the whole entire feature film in storyboard Just film, sitting like, on the four. floor
2: with a bunch of stuffed animals, yeah. <laughs> the shots.
1: you know, those
0: things that they sometimes do where they put one, you know, how do I, what is that? It's like one video track, but it's on the screen. It's half the part, top of the screen and yeah. then not the bottom. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh Comparing yeah. them both, like shot to shot
2: right you know? we should do that i mean <laughs> we should to i don't
0: know we how good it's very it would cute. work because it wasn't shot at the same time you know what i'm saying but yeah that is yeah. true yeah.
1: yeah but i think there's a lot it'd of laughing to... when we do
2: storyboards yeah stuff just laughs a lot
1: because like, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's like all right you're gonna do this and a lot of our i mean our scripts are already like very like comical just because it's like you know action comedy so it's like, all right, say this line. I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> I'll say it, <laughs> and then I'm just laughing while I'm saying it. But <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's just cute. And plus, um, for the Legend of No Budget Zora, we actually do this thing on our Patreon as well, where it's like a uh, behind the scenes footage, but we also do like a 360 degree live stream for our patrons like live while we're filming so that way it makes like our patrons feel like producers
0: yeah because
1: then it's like oh they're like on set and they're watching us as we're riding these like horses (laughs) in spot (laughs) they're like what
2: (laughs) right and it, it definitely shows like the creative things that we have to do as filmmakers because you know as filmmaking like uh problem solving is definitely a big part of the process right it's so sometimes half, we run it, into problems
0: isn't days. that like 80 yeah. percent of the job is troubleshooting yeah i mean I it's it was. Really <laughs> yeah right. yeah i remember but that's uh, why that's
2: why I, everybody needs to storyboard you guys need to plan before yes. you,
0: well like, you know, yeah before. and you have to have a a, a little bit of a sh- uh, of a shot list as well yes. uh because if you if you don't Like I'm saying, so I obviously so let let me tell you where I'm coming from, why I keep saying that I was a script supervisor. Uh, (laughs) So that's why it's like
2: those scripty saves films, man.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, you don't want to miss something, you know, have you guys you've made. So all these films that you've done so far have been short, right, for the most part.
2: Uh, there. So we have shorts, then we have web series that are basically like almost feature film length or um, like long shorts. I guess that's <laughs> what's long the term. Shorts. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like an
0: oxymoron. <laughs> right.
2: Because right. like anything that isn't feature film, it's like in between, what is it, like it's an 40, hour? It's
0: 40 minutes like minimum for, for a feature, which I found surprising.
2: Wait, what? Oh, wait, I it's thought...
0: minimal? Yeah, that's according to oh. the Guild, I think. It's 40 minutes. What?
2: Oh, I thought it was like, wasn't it like...
0: I thought it was an like hour an hour. Ago? No, what happens yeah. is like for distribution, they usually love 90-minute films. Those sell the, the best for, mm. you know, for dis- if you're looking for, to distribute your film on Netflix and all that stuff. Uh, but for the most part, that's what I read because when I had to introduce feature films, I'm like, well, what exactly is a timeline for that? Because there's so many different timelines. And I was surprised. I didn't realize till I researched it. I was like, huh, okay. So yeah.
1: Well, I'm not gonna argue with you. I mean, you well, have a film same. festival, right? Well no, <laughs> I
0: do. well, I research everything before I do anything. Right. But oh, yeah. uh for the most part, yeah. I mean like I almost wanted to argue with it because I was like, it should be at least an hour. Yeah. But if you consider, right. you know, the fact that that's been the standard for so long it's like whatever i mean it's like you don't have to make a 40 minute film and then call it a feature because i think a lot of people would get confused with that anyways yeah. right yeah
1: so right i mean if that's the, we do if that's the case a then we have of... a lot of
2: features <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but because like i think also on youtube when there was a time when I guess we were just making sketches or, you know, just shorts, mm-hmm. like just sketches, really. And, you know, our sketches basically are just it's just one scene. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I as a, you know, as I'm writing these things, I kind of get burnt out because like the idea of jumping to so many ideas, like really kind of uh burn me out. Obviously, that's what I just said. So the us making long form content telling a story that spans like you know over an hour but we split it up as a web series you know we found that that worked well for us so then i could write you know a story build this world and build these characters and have them go through like uh you know like a story that spans like months on our, on our channel and i think that was healthier for us to produce than trying to make like Here's a joke. Here's a joke. Here's a joke, like every week, yeah. right? So, yeah, that can so yeah, be exhausting. I, yeah. So, definitely like a, a web series that we're doing, you know, and we have a bunch on our uh, channel, you know. So, yeah, the, if, if like 40 minutes is, uh, <laughs> if 40 minutes is a feature, then yeah, we've been doing like, you know, hour long, fe- hour long uh, plus features on our channels for for years now.
0: Very, yeah. very, very cool. So, what is your, I mean, outside of the web series, because of the web series, are you guys finding that the iPhone might be something that you're attracted to to make a feature film with? Like, I mean, like at like a ninety minute film.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think I definitely think there is a merit to it. Like, I I know I've been playing around with ideas, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also kind of that person that where where I would love to write an idea that fits the technology and resources that i'm putting into it. So if it's going to be like an iPhone, you know, like i'm i have a couple ideas that i'm kind of messing around with, but i definitely would love to make a feature with with an iPhone. I think it's very doable. I think it's very fun. It was kind of, you know, maybe it would just I don't know how much resource would I put into it, though. Like, would I really do the whole, should I get, like, a 20-man, like, crew? Are we lighting every <laughs> scene, like, kind of well, thing, you know? I, here,
0: so here's the thing. Uh, and so you can do everything like you've been doing with a regular camera, and the only thing that you do, all the gear is the same, C-stands, lights, cranes, whatever you want. You just need an iPhone or a smartphone of any brand and you can adapt it to all that gear. And
2: Oh yeah, no, definitely. And that's,
0: I think what a lot of the, the indie filmmakers are actually doing. And then of course, some of them are investing in things like obviously your traditional, you know, camera lens is not going to (laughs) fit. You're not going to be able to, well, some people are, you know, you could get the, yeah. the cages and but things I feel like, like that, but I that think that's a little too much for me. Yeah,
2: I yeah. think that, that exactly. I felt like that way, too, because like I know, you know, like uh, another mobile film festival, right? It's like Moment, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Because
0: they sell the lenses. Yeah. yeah. And, and And they're and supposed to be very that, good
2: yeah, they're supposed to be very good. But at the same time, doesn't that kill the, the idea of like, Hey, like let's show what the phone can do. Well, right? I when think you're, you're attaching also like... being
0: a very, uh, what did somebody tell me about this? And I think this happens to me because I've been in this for like 13 years now since 2009, uh, where people think I should be a complete 100% purist. Um, oh. and, and, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, purist to the point to where I want to see this, this progress and whatever it takes for you and Stephanie or anybody else to make a movie, as long as you're using that camera to make the movie that you want to make that you're happy with. And like mm. Stephanie was saying before, if you're happy with what you've created, right. Um, and you created it with a smartphone, I think it's, it's pretty awesome though, but I think you're right because There are, if you start going that route, okay, let me, let's, let's check this out. Stephanie, check this out. (laughs) How many products come out every year? Along with the fact that you get a new smartphone model with all kinds of new, and you know, they focus a lot on the camera every year. What happens to the apps whenever they update it, if they do a major update, right? There's a lot of, I got to redo this. I If you get a new phone and now all the gear you bought with the other one doesn't fit, that's a huge yeah. investment and time. And now you're researching again, well, is that the best one out there now that I bought two years and like ago? And
1: in-app purchases, and then like oh. now you have this like older, like... I guess this year that you're just sitting there and it's like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Because then you never get
0: around to telling that story.
1: Yeah. I think it's really important to like, if you have a story to tell, just find a way to tell it. And if you need to use your phone, then use your phone. Yep. I think a lot of people, they have this false sense of like, Oh, if I'm a filmmaker, I need like, you know, a whole team, like all of these things. And they're like, I want it to be perfect. But sometimes like, even if you were to have everything lining up to make it perfect, I don't think as creatives, as filmmakers, you're never like, you know what? That was like my best work. You're always going to try to make it better and better and better every single time you do it. If you like, if anyone listening is still stuck on like, I guess uh, one script's, like your first film, just go out there and just shoot it. You're gonna learn so much more by actually going out there and just making it with
2: yes, your phone. with your yeah, phone, well,
1: <laughs> with yeah. whatever resources you have.
2: Because if you think about it, I think I, I know there is like uh, talking to other people or the idea where certain creatives only do something when they're inspired to do something i think that's silly because like you can be inspired to do something but if you don't have the skill set that you've developed by just practicing you know like phone can
0: inspire yourself when you see the results but in order to see the results you've got to actually
2: do something you guys still practice right so these people that are probably you know filming on their phone as filmmakers they're testing they're you know they're filming they're doing ideas that because they're you know it's just it's you work on your craft right and you know it's it's the same thing i guess like with with drawing or something just because you're inspired to draw doesn't mean you have the technical like mechanical knowledge and skill set to draw something beautiful right same thing practice with the phone I mean, the thing that we did, obviously, it's it's not like the epitome of our filmmaking like skill set, but like seeing that compared to the stuff that I did when I was a kid, I'm like, crap, you know, like the <laughs> stuff that I did is terrible compared to this thing, right?
1: And you shot it with a phone.
2: You yeah. shot it with a phone.
1: I mean, awesome. even looking at our stuff from like what five years ago, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's she... better than
2: the stuff that we shot five years ago. You put, <laughs> put a phone on in a five dollar like phone mount like duct tape it to a stick and I held it up and that's our drone footage.
0: That's like that's okay, so that's what I call superhero creativity. Now try putting a DSLR on a stick with a duct tape and see see how how willing you are to even think about that, right?
1: I saw a video of someone doing that and a phone I mean not the phone. The camera fell right off and the lens just snapped off of it and I was like, nope, never gonna do that.
0: I was on a film set that um, this guy insisted had to be shot on film. And it was like a horror inside the cabin thing. It was shot, you know, uh, day for night, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it was just super dark in there. And I kept telling them, you guys, you know, film when when you develop it, it's going to look darker than what you see in that monitor, no matter what you do. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. That film never went anywhere. I mean, I remember people somebody brought a DVD right? of, like, the final draft type thing. And I was like, what is this? Where is it? Hold on. Turn off all the lights <laughs> so I could see what's going on there. It was horrible. Oh, my God. You know, but I think Man, I think it's cool. what happens. You know, some people get really stuck. And, and, and it's normal, though. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't want you to think that I'm criticizing that you're into all that. That's completely normal. We just what we're saying is, if this if you're thinking about making one film first that you've never mm-hmm. made one, just get a just get a story in mind and focus on this right. story. Then pick up your phone, do it. And once you do it, all the mistakes you make, just like all the mistakes, Joey, Stephanie, and I and everybody who's ever done anything, we learn from them but you're also going to see all the cool things that you can do. And that's right. the flip side. And that will inspire you. So if you're waiting to be inspired, you have to do something and inspire yourself. Don't depend on somebody else to inspire you or something. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause like obviously with the phone too, like, um, you know like while you like if you learn the basics then you can break the rules right yeah. one of the things that we're doing it's like put that thing on a stick and I just start shoving it in during like a during the choreography and the fight scenes and I could get different angles that you wouldn't get with you know a, a big DSLR or something unless you know stuff that only Hollywood would do because they would have those robotic arm like connected yeah, to the grain, the, yeah, yeah. that just would be these very specific movements but you know like that's the thing. And I think there is a lot of freedom that people forget that you can use with the phone. But I think, you know, like, like you said, purist or or elitist or or whatever, it's like, they don't, they don't want to trade that idea, like the freedom of doing stuff. Right. So Mm -hmm. I get it.
0: Yeah. I (laughs) I, I think the whole purpose of, I mean, there's a story in everything. So when you were talking about martial arts earlier, is martial arts with all the moves and everything this is just me being curious okay just <laughs> is a dorky question is there a story with with these like is it you know like when people dance and they're choreographing their dances they mean things and they're telling a story throughout the dance is is martial oh. arts in a way like that too
1: that's how joy choreographs yeah yeah
2: like i <laughs> nice. like I definitely try to... It's the whole idea of nonverbal dialogue. Like, the way like the way that I choreograph things, even though it's very... I mean, obviously, I think if you're very much into it, maybe people would understand it. It's still a very Shakespearean three-act style where, you know, you see the hero and, and the villain, and they fight, and, you know, that's the first act. And, like, the second act, the villain actually, you know, starts winning over the hero. Then the hero finally finds one way to defeat the villain, right? It, it's, it's very much like tailored like that but sometimes when i get too deep into my own choreography it you know you know sometimes people might not see it but i want people to be able to feel that that's the the shakespearean theory act is still coming through right and um you know but like i said it's different like you know hong kong style it's definitely told more on on like the action and the punches and kicks and how they punch or how they kick and it's not like there is no insert shot of hero breathing heavily while he looks up, but you know what I mean? Like type of stuff. It's, yeah. it's just done in the choreography. Right. But, but yeah, so, you know, le- it took me a while to learn American style action too. Right. So mixing that both to have our own little uh, special blend on our, on our channel that mixes us, you know, Eastern and Western filmmaking, you know,
0: that is that's very the thing, cool. Right? And that, and so would you say that you are, I mean, that's, one type of you know genre that you can make are you going to make more or is that like you is that your forte how's that
2: uh yeah it's, it's our forte but we've done korean dramas before yeah. we've, done, yeah, <laughs> we've done like dramatic stuff we've done like super serious stuff too
1: we we like to change it up like if there's any like ideas or anything we'll just kind of go for it uh i think we even did um. Oh my gosh! What was it? The dropout to love Joey. Hmm.
2: Well, that was, was like, like we were trying a, to do like a video game with the, the like YouTube. an
1: interactive <laughs> yeah. like YouTube dating game, like short. <laughs>
2: Where were you click? You know how like the end cards of the YouTube, like oh, do you know, give her flowers or give her chocolate? Right. You know, like stuff yeah. like that. We were we were like, I I really love messing around with with technology and YouTube back then. Like the idea, like oh man, we could tell this interactive story you know wow. and when i actually really plotted it out and like the amount of things that you would have to film i was like oh my god this is crazy. yeah it was but,
1: very stressful <laughs> but
2: we did it and i thought it was funny it's it. just yeah but yeah so we we've done a lot it's just that you know i we always go back to um like action comedy simply because it it makes us feel good like it's the type of stories that you know makes us smile and it, it's one of those projects that we walk away, and when we finish it and we watch it, it's like, Oh, that felt really good. Right. Because some of the other stuff that we've done, like the super serious one, and like the characters are, are like, you know, gr- gritty, grim, dark type of stuff. Yeah. Like it's cool. You know, visually it's cool, but then it's like, mm. you know, like I just, you walk away from it, it's kind of like mad or something, whatever <laughs> yeah. emotion that we try to, you know, implement with it. So,
0: yeah. I don't know. I think, I think people get. Different, different um, understandings. I mean, people are educated through films and stories. I
2: agree.
0: You yeah. know, like educated, like, oh, I didn't realize. You know what I mean? I love what you guys are doing. I really do. Um, I hope you do make, you know, even a short film or a whatever and maybe bring your art school dropouts uh, wonderful vibes to our film festival next year.
1: Yeah, I would love to oh. go to San Diego.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah. I think you'd love the weather. Watch it rain next year. Right. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, we would be used to it.
2: Yeah, we're from Jersey. Is, it's like it it's rains terrible. like five days out of the week.
0: Yeah, but so. we're not like that. We don't like that here. <laughs> we like it one day. <laughs> you know, we make a big yeah. deal. Oh,
1: look! It rained. Yay! <laughs> and then you can like, only imagine away. how difficult it is when it comes to like planning a production and actually filming and it's like well we need to reschedule because it rained today then the next day it's like it's snowing (laughs) yeah yeah the 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 past few months have been
2: nutty the past few days have been or past few months have been nutty here it's it's
0: crazy. i don't know somewhere i don't know if this is actually true or what what that was but somewhere i bumped into a photo of people in the snow trying to cross the street in mexico in Mexico City. Oh my god. Or something like that. And it's I was crazy. like What? That's like remember uh the day after tomorrow with Dennis Quaid? <laughs> That's where everybody went That's to. Funny. Oh my God. To get away from the ice.
2: That's crazy. That it's absolutely nutty. Yeah.
0: yeah it is. Yeah. No, we're yeah. not gonna end this podcast with that. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> so what I what what I would like to do is to read this beautiful quote on your website, Joey. Do you mind?
2: Oh, no problem. Yeah, please go ahead.
0: Okay. You're like, somebody's going to read my quote. Uh, (laughs) From the very start, I knew I was building something special, something unique. And after countless tears and laughter, I realized I was building a family. Because it's not the blood that makes you family, but the loyalty. Joey, beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> Stephanie, do you and have really... anything inspiring like that that you can say? <laughs>
1: oh no, right that Joey is like the heart of our school dropouts. <laughs>
0: that is yeah. yeah, when I read yeah. that I was like I totally, you know, the whole thing I was building a family. It right. it really is a lot of people don't know that but it it takes special people to survive making movies. And I don't mean economically. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We do take care of our, our family. Joey, he cooks like crafties and everything. Like nice. (laughs) We have a whole show called crafties for cheap, where we actually just like Joey cooks like up ideas of what to feed our future productions. And he does it.
0: Wow. How cool are you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, would you say a meal is like a production for you?
2: <laughs> if we're no, filming I mean, crafties for cheap, yeah. yeah, like oh, you're filming crafties, yeah. But you know, sometimes it's just like we've been in a lot of mm-hmm. other productions. It's like yeah, we have world class, like world class crafties, and it's like a, a cooler of, of like eggs of like you know hard boiled eggs, and I'm like, what the heck, like you know. What I'm yeah.
0: that is you pretty know, cool. So- the one thing I remember actually giving advice, and I created a list of all the things to consider and to have. And there was a, a woman in Big Bear when I went and worked over there on this film, and she said, I was just volunteering for this. Everybody's mad, and I'm like, because you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> you're not <laughs> thinking about vegetarians. You're not thinking about. <laughs> yeah. You're you're thinking about just, yeah. like, feeding, and yeah. they don't need feeding. They need nourishment, and they need yes. Red vines hanging out of their mouths.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh right. Gosh, and the, yeah. and that's the thing, too. That's why we like our show specifically on our channel called Crafty for Chief is because of that. It's like I, I made a point where that it's an overlooked part of like independent filming most of the time, and, like in productions. Yeah. Like the, you know, whoever the directors or producers are, because of their small thing, even if it's like a five man crew, they don't even like offer water yeah. or something. I've been
1: on sets where like they don't even offer water. Or, like, I would have to ask if I can go and leave to go to, like, I don't know, a 7-Eleven. And they're like, nope, you can't. And it's, like, it's a 12-hour film day with not even water. We've extended. Okay. Yeah,
0: there were times when we had to extend the time. And we'd send somebody out to get those those, like, massive one-mile-long Subway sandwiches for everybody. But we'd get yeah. two or three of them, you know, like the vegetarian style, the one without onions. I was like...
1: Dude, <laughs> there's only like ten people.
0: <laughs> yeah, you,
1: so you know? gotta right,
0: take
2: exactly. care
1: of yep. your cast and crew. That's yep. like yeah, super that's, important.
2: You gotta feed your production, and sometimes you know the people, your friends that are are part of it, like they're volunteering. I mean, the, the least you, least you could, could do, do is feed them.
0: Exactly. Oh, we were both in unison there.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think that's the thing too. People don't realize that like us as um even though we're you know we're doing YouTube, mm-hmm. we've we have collectively a lot of experience working in the industry, you know, on our own. Right. So taking it back to our little indie film productions, I think, you know, the stuff that I definitely hated working for other people, like we try to alleviate that for the people that will work for us. Right. And food is definitely one thing, you know,
1: yeah. Proper planning and like, it's
0: just, it's, it's actually, yeah, you're right. It is underrated. Like you don't want it. You don't want to Give people stuff to eat that's going to make them tired. Like, um, what is that? Turkey. You know, don't want to feed right? turkey.
2: Like the Tryptophan. Like, you're
0: right? going <laughs> to yeah. sleep. Like, if anything, you want ice acai, ice. you know, fruits and things like that that are going to nourish you and keep your energy going and all that. I'm like snapping my fingers. I'm all into this. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I really think. You know, something that you just said about YouTube, Uh, YouTube, if you concentrate and give all of yourself towards YouTube, I think, you know, for the for the the people that are just YouTubers, because there is a difference. Right. I think YouTube is a great side, you know, a tool that you should use you know, like you guys are for your branding and to get your stuff seeing and to get the support and all that stuff. But there are people that are wearing themselves out, literally, yeah. you know, on YouTube, and they're just doing so much. And they're not, it, it gets to the point to where they feel like they're stuck because they're stuck with that one theme that's worked for them. And they don't do what you guys do because you guys look to do new things.
1: Yeah, but it's also like, I mean, <laughs> understanding the algorithm and knowing like, okay, if you plan on getting big on YouTube, then you kind of have to be, you know, doing the same thing because that's what people expect from you. Yeah. For us, we understand and we know like we don't have millions of subscribers or anything like that because we like the freedom of just making yeah. whatever we would like to make.
2: I think um, it's definitely like the, the, there's the two sides of that spectrum, right? Like it people it's easy to build an audience if you're doing one thing consistently, yeah. all the time, right? And you and as you keep doing the same thing, you get better at it, too, right? But as a filmmaker, that's kind of hard for us when there's so many ideas and so many s- stories that we want to do, right? So yeah, yeah. like if we want to do like, like I said, we did a Korean drama once, then we did a Japanese drama, then we started doing like a serious action film then you know a very fun happy-go-lucky part it, it it's hard it was hard to really change the perception that I'm you know like oh we should be okay with losing subscribers or not having a lot simply because it's impossible to really market what we do when we change a lot like some people might go in and they're like into our channel and they like all of the martial arts action but then we do something that isn't martial arts and then they're like, what is this? Right. And they just leave. Right. And they don't check up on us ever again, you know? So uh-huh. that's kind of the problem too. Yeah. But I think also, you know, for certain uh, content creators, it's the numbers that really kind of dictate what, you know, what, what success is.
0: And that's, yeah. see, the num- numbers are always pressure. That's really what yeah. numbers really mean to me. Cause I'm not a math person, but honestly I see, I see, Oh, got to have numbers, got to have numbers. And it's a turn off. Because that's yeah. not really what you're going in for. You're, you're thinking I'm right. going to create something and then, you know, people are going to like it or not. And once you turn that into, Oh, just, just think about the numbers. It's kind of like, you know, uh, right. Know. Cause like
2: yeah. some people don't even realize it on, on YouTube. Like most of the users on YouTube are like 13 years old or younger. Right. Yeah. So, like you have those numbers and obviously, you know, if your content is much more easily digestible for um, you know, less experienced minds, then yeah, definitely like they, they would like it, right? But you know, with us, you know, with our Patreon, like yeah, we we only get like at most like, you know, a thousand or something, you know, like views, but most of the time it's just like three hundred or something. But those people that you know that become our patrons like we know like a good chunk of those people that watch yeah. or the com- like we
0: get more out of that than you are gonna get anything out of youtube and google for god's sake right.
2: yeah
1: but like it's our a, subscribers right? our subscribers they're not they're they're not numbers to us
0: exactly or,
1: you know whereas like with us we actually like know people by name we have conversations with them and it's like they just tell us their day what they've been up to or like oh they haven't checked their channel in a bit but they just kind of check in or we check in on them and it's like it's, it's nice because now we have this community and it only got closer during the pandemic because yeah, you know it's just like great we're in quarantine what do we do alright cool let's like create like a community let's like encourage like our, our subscribers our fan base to look at other indie filmmakers and
2: you right. know and some, our, and some of our and some of our patrons also help me out with like, hey, you know, like I have problems with like photography, and some of them are much more, you know, better photographers, so they help me with that because in turn that helps me with filmmaking as well, right? right? So, it, it's it's it it's a good. It was it's nice to have that that community that to help, uh, you know, to fall back on, ask like, hey, you know, what can I do to make this better? And some of them are much more knowledgeable than we are in filmmaking, and they're like, hey, yeah, dude, you could do this you could try doing this and i'm like oh that's amazing i never thought about that you know that's, so it, it's
0: yeah that's yeah. the whole key right there it's it's the community yeah. um yeah. you know because that's how th- that's how things that th- th- that's th- so storytelling is the biggest part of the community cuz people don't feel connected or trust each other until they share their stories with each other yeah and so that yes. to me is the part that that builds the community, is always the stories. But to me, the stories is the most central thing we have on the planet. Even after we're gone, the stories will right. continue.
2: Exactly. I, you know, I, I think that's what we really are about, though. we, we I mean, granted, most of our stories are very... Um, like small town yeah. like ideas yeah. because of the resources we have. But then I think that's what makes it much more uh, closer yep. to to like who we are, because like I, I'm writing from the heart and, you know, sometimes like I ask stuff and like, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And, you know, her, when she explains stuff like, oh, I get it. Right. And, you know, that's how we really kind of connected, because like, I think our backgrounds were very much uh, close. To certain things, and we we like the same things, and so our stories kind of match up, and we we're just telling the stories that we want to tell,
0: you know. And that's and so I important that's, to yeah. us, all of us,
1: right?
0: You know, I mean, the whole the whole point of it is, in 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 my view, that like I, like I was saying earlier, it's like if everybody shared their stories through filmmaking, I just think we'd have a better opportunity to really. Connect with people because we've wow. seen without naming or, or pointing at anything, how how people's communication skills can really hurt they, society because they really have weak communication skills. But when you are working on a film, that's not just blurting things out. That's not just writing something up and hitting send. You know what I mean? Um, right,
2: right. it
0: just it really it, it takes over every fiber inside you in your mind and what you feel and I think that's a very powerful thing that only the powerful people who have become powerful namely because of that mm-hmm. because of that power that they own to tell the story which is our stories right let us tell our own stories
2: okay. uh, yeah you know you you said it exactly how I was thinking. That's actually pretty good.
0: Wow. That's because yeah. I was reading your mind. I have this app. Oh. <laughs> Same wavelength. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I think the attraction, when I read that quote, I was like, I got to get these guys on, on the podcast. And that's also a good excuse, uh, you know, to get to know you, you get to know me and, you know, we'll be friends because yeah. we have, we share that. And I, I'd love to bring you into the community. Would love to have you guys in San Diego. I think oh, you would, would enjoy be the be. heck out of it. Uh, just try not to, Been a uh,
2: while. <laughs>
0: try not to, uh, have too much fun. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, all right. So is there anything, you know, we always share in the, in the notes, you know, uh, everything that, well, not everything. We do a summary, (laughs) but we also share links. You know, and how to follow you guys. We want to share your, you know, all your social media, your YouTube, your website. We'll have a link for that first video, the the Zorro. Wait, what was it called? Hold on. Uh,
1: The legend. The legend of of no budget Zorro.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Episode one, and then you'll be hooked. (laughs) I was gonna. I I hope so. (laughs) I was also gonna say the sound effects are amazing they remind me of the spaghetti westerns
2: yeah that's a lot of research and I, I spent a lot of time with sound design you know i'm sitting there like i have my swords and i'm banging it yeah to, like get like the specific sounds i bought or, like, that i nice bought school. a knife
0: a huge i don't know what you call it knife only mm-hmm. because i love the sound that it does on the kitchen counter it goes <laughs> You know, it's just so cool. (laughs) Oh, I'm horrible with a knife, by the way. Every time I go to cook something where I got to chop and I love chopping, it's like meditative or something.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. And then (laughs) when I chop something, I'm like, oh my God, please tell me I did not chop the whole thing through (laughs) my own hand. Yeah, I'm horrible. I'm always walking around with band-aids because I'm horrible with (laughs) knives, but I love them. We have this love-hate relationship.
2: <laughs> we need to get you on on one of our uh one of one of our productions and we'll, we'll make you some crafties.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. So you give me a sword? <laughs> Can't you just trust
2: me with a sword?
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, see now I made them crack up. So I think this is a good way to end. <laughs> Um I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh so listen up for these guys. One last word for you guys. One last don't don't say just get out there and do it. One last word uh, of inspiring okay. advice for our listeners. Start with Stephanie and then with you, Joey.
1: Okay. If you guys are on the fence or if you guys are hearing people saying like you can't do it or anything like that, just Push on through because the only person that you really need to please is yourself. And as long as you're happy at the end of the day, I think that that is like the most important thing, because when you're in this industry, everyone has their opinions. The only one that matters is yours.
2: That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that's very like that's like the heart. That's just the thing that I would usually say. But I guess now I got to do the, the brain part. <laughs>
0: you got to do oh, your oh, own. Oh,
2: oh. OK, so. I think this is the up. Op- at the same time, though. Like you guys still have to practice, right? I, I think the one thing that we do in martial arts the thing that we say, especially in, in combat martial arts is drillers make killers. Mm-hmm. That means that you have to practice. You, you can't just wait to be inspired. You have to be disciplined to show up, you know, make that like practice some shots on your phone, do some, you know, storyboarding, just like little tiny stories, right? Just Make a story about anything like make like eating a bowl of cereal. Make that into the most cinematic thing that you could do with your phone. And it's all of those little tiny practices, those films that you make for yourself that no one ever has to see is what builds you to make your masterpiece of a film. You know, and it just builds up to that. So yeah. Drillers make killers, small steps make long journeys, you know that type of stuff.
0: I love it. <laughs> You guys, you just had some, like, (laughs) of the best advice in martial arts (laughs) and filmmaking. (laughs) I have no idea how they did that, but hey. (laughs) Hey, you guys got to watch their films. Follow them on social media. Welcome them to the mobile filmmaking community. And don't forget, make your movie because we're opening for the International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego.
1: Woo! What? Hey, submit your films, guys. (laughs) Get
0: out there and shoot it. (laughs) That's right. Whether it's on a stick or not, doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Movie on a stick.
2: Hey. DIY drone shots, man.
0: Right? (laughs) All right. Say goodbye to our listeners.
1: All right. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye, guys. Please check us out. (laughs) (音楽) Al Ain't Kling So